Welcome back, everyone, to the Beef Up Front podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, joined today by Kevin Walder as we head in to our second divisional preview as we're previewing the upcoming 2021 NFL season. Uh, last week's show, we did the AFC East. Today, we'll be going to the AFC North. Uh, last week, our predictions were we had the same uh, standings and record for each team, actually. Today, we're uh, definitely a bit all over the place compared to last week. But welcome back, Kevin, and how are you? I'm good, Ryan. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about this division because uh, not only is it one of my favorite divisions in the NFL, I think it's one of the best divisions in the NFL right now. Yeah, so last year, uh, I got our predictions from last year. I had Steelers going 12-4, and four, uh, Ravens going 12-4, and four, Browns 6-10, and 10, Bengals 4-12. and 12. Um, You had... The Ravens at eleven and five, Steelers at ten and six, uh, Browns at nine and seven, and Bengals at two and fourteen. Uh, the standings wound up with Steelers twelve and four, Ravens eleven and five, Browns eleven and five, and Bengals four eleven and one. So, I guess I yeah I guess I won last year, kind of if we were doing a, a winner of the divisional uh, preview, but. Uh, I think the the big surprise last year was how well the Steelers played at the beginning of the season, and then kind of fell off at what were they ten and zero at one point? Yeah, I think so. And then they sort of limped into the postseason and got absolutely destroyed. Yeah, so uh, the Browns too were were a big surprise team. Uh, you had them last year at nine and seven. I had them at six and ten. They wound up going eleven and five and winning a playoff game. So. Uh, we'll get into this year, though, put last year behind us. Uh, you want to start it off with your first place team for the AFC North this year? Yeah, so I, I, this may surprise some people, but I think a lot of people are on board with this pick. Uh, I had the Browns going 9-7 and seven last year. Uh, I, maybe I didn't want to be too bullish on them. They turned out to be better. This year, I am going to be bullish on them. I'm go- I have the Browns winning this division. I have them going 14-3. and three. And that's good enough for the two seed in the AFC. Um, offense grade, I gave them an A. I mean, the Browns have one of the best rosters, I think, on paper uh, in the NFL. The whole team is really loaded. This offense is loaded. I mean, when you go through the names, it's really no secret that they have a lot of talent. Chubb and Hunt, probably the best uh, running back duo in the league, in my opinion. Uh, Ryan, I saw a, an interesting stat on Twitter the other day. Um, can you guess who the top two wide receivers are in yards per attempt in the NFL since 2018? Like yards per catch? Per per attempt. So I believe that's so per per target. Play thrown to them. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm guessing you're gonna say Landry and Odell. Yeah, Odell's number one. Jarvis Landry's number two. That surprises me because Landry, I feel like, is more of just like a short, yeah. immediate type of receiver. Yeah, it surprised me too, but I, I saw the tweet. Maybe I'll have to double check. But um, And it's not like they don't really have any depth behind those guys either. They got they got guys like uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Rashard Higgins looked pretty good last year. Um, I love the work that they've done along the offensive line, adding guys like Jack Conklin, who I have always been very high on, uh, to pair with Je- Jedrick Wills. And even their tight end, I mean, Austin Hooper is pretty above average. 
Um, so if make if Baker Mayfield can play anywhere close to a, what a number one overall pick should play like, um, this offense will be elite and it will be one of the best in the league. And defense grade, I also gave him an A. You can't really go fourteen and three without having uh, a good offense and defense. But it was a solid group last year. They they really lacked depth on the defensive line, but behind Miles Garrett, but they addressed that this offseason. They, offseason they picked up big talent on the offensive line they bring in Malik Jackson to McKinley and Jadavian Clowney uh I know Jadavian Clowney sort of had a down year last year um we'll see what he's got left in the tank this year but he's only 28 um and I feel like him playing along these guys on the defensive line it's really gonna uh he's gonna look more like the the Clowney we saw we saw in Houston compared to uh Tennessee so and on the back end, they did a good job of picking up veteran guys like John Johnson. Uh, him behind Denzel Ward, who who he's a stud. And they're a little young back there, but bringing in John Johnson, I really like. He'll, he's sort of, I've read an article about how he's sort of uh, leading the defense, or at least the secondary right now. And they still got young guys like Greedy Williams, who have a lot of potential. Uh, so, you know, it's a very new group. They certainly add a lot of, added a lot of faces in the offseason. So hopefully they'll be able to put it all together quick. But, uh, yeah, they sure got a lot of talent. Coach grade, I give him a B plus. Ryan, I said it last week. Seems like I'll be saying it multiple times throughout our preview. If you want a good NFL head coach, look no further than the Philadelphia Catholic League. Uh, Stefanski's done an amazing job of turning the culture around in Cleveland. And just for that, I'm really excited to see how he build, builds on his uh, stellar uh, beginnings there in Cleveland. And breakout player, this was kind of hard. I the the Browns have a lot of established talent right now, and they don't really have anyone who who can break out per se. But I went with Grant Delpit. Uh, he's coming off an Achilles tendon tear in his rookie year, but I really liked him coming out of LSU. Uh, he's like a big, powerful athlete. I think he has a lot of potential to start um, this year. Besides the previously mentioned Johnson. And um, Greedy Williams, also another name to look out for, his teammate at LSU a couple years ago. And then two big games, I have week two at the Chiefs, because I actually have the Browns winning this game. And if they can beat the Chiefs um, in Arrowhead week two, that'll sort of announce that they've arrived to the rest of the league. And then I have week 14 versus the Ravens, because I think the Ravens are the second best team in this division, and that'll be a good showdown to towards the end of the year. Yeah, I... I'm right there with you with the the Browns. I believe that definitely top five, probably like top two or three. I think you can say um, r- overall rosters in the in out of any team in the NFL. Um, I'll talk about them more later and, and kind of why I have them at second. But my first place team uh, will be the Baltimore Ravens this year, um, eleven and six, going three and three in the division. That gets them the three seed in AFC. Um, Last year, I was really high on the Ravens, but when, when I did this, the schedule projections, I had the Steelers uh, winning the division, actually, but I, I predicted the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl last year. Obviously, that didn't happen, but Lamar Jackson was able to get his first playoff win. Um, I give Lamar and that offense a B-plus, though. Um, they're going to be a dangerous team again when it comes to running the football, of course, uh, when you have someone as dynamic as Lamar at the quarterback, uh, and then you're trotting out. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, uh, a really good uh, hard-running duo. 
uh, who can catch the ball out of the backfield. And they brought in Todd Gurley for, for a visit recently. Uh, I heard that. Yeah, we're obviously recording this beginning of June, so a lot of roster moves are probably still going to be made as we lead up to training camp and then to the final cuts as we go to the regular season. Uh, but if you add Todd Gurley into that group as well, that's three guys that can harm you each and every week. Uh, if one guy gets banged up or something, any of those guys can carry the load. Gurley's definitely not the same guy he was with the Rams, but he still had some really productive uh, games with the Falcons last year. Uh, frequently scoring touchdowns around around the goal line. So just the, the big question we all know with this team, um, can the passing game take the next step? I, I was listening to something a few weeks ago, I forget, but they had the number one rushing offense, but the number 32 passing offense in the league last year. So uh, they really need these young wideouts to step up. Uh, they invest a lot of draft resources, resources in them. Uh, first round picks with Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman. Um, other guys in the, in the middle rounds like Devin Duvernay uh, and Tylen Wallace. Uh, some of these guys need to step up uh, and help Lamar take that passing game to the next level. Went out inside Sammy Watkins this offseason. Uh, he'll probably only get play about eight to ten games for you, but when he's out on the field, he still has that deep speed uh, and can make plays over the top. Uh, and Mark Andrews is a solid tight end. I think he might be a bit overrated, uh, but one of the more solid guys in the league, and they have a solid O-line. We'll have Ronnie Stanley coming back to play left tackle for them this year. Uh, defense grade, I gave him a B-plus as well. Uh, the loss of, of your guy, Matt Judon, Kevin, I think is going to hurt them in their pass rush. Uh, they don't have a pass rusher on the roster right now that really scares me. Uh, that's why I, I was probably going to put them in an A minus, but I'm going to put them at, at B plus just because I don't think they have that elite guy on the edge right now. And I think every good defense needs that. Um, you still have Calais Campbell up front. He's good or reliable. He's going to be a consistent player. Uh, Jason Owe uh, from Penn State, their first round pick, I think is going to have a big role on, for the defense from day one, uh, trying to replace Judon. But he's a guy who needs to develop. Uh, don't count on him to, to be super productive right away. Uh, Queen is a, a force in the middle in his young career already at linebacker. Uh, and they have one of the best corner duos in the league in Marcus Peters uh, and Marlon Humphrey. So uh, I really like that cornerback duo uh, and just a solid overall defense. Coach Grade, I'm going to give Coach uh, John Harbaugh an A-. Uh, one of the premier coaches in the league. Uh, his team's always in the hunt for the playoffs. Uh, but can he get them to the next level this year after a few disappointing finishes in a row? Uh, let's see what Harbaugh has up his sleeve this year for the Ravens. I think uh, they need to get to the AFC title game this year, I think, uh, after a few disappointing seasons in a row with one of the more talented rosters in the league. Uh, my breakout player, Rashad Bateman, the rookie wide receiver out of Minnesota. Uh, one of my favorite receivers coming out of the draft, a really good route runner. Uh, I think he's a guy who could start out on the outside from day one, or if you want to play him as like that bigger slot receiver, I think he could play there as well. Uh, Lamar likes to, to throw it in those short to intermediate ranges, and that's where Bateman's going to be at his best. Um, I think this is a guy who can get you 50 to 60 catches, uh, 600 to 750 yards, and, and about five scores in this rookie year. Um, in a run-happy offense, I think those would be uh, really solid numbers uh, going into his second year. So I think Bateman's a guy who will burst out into the scene this year. Uh, and two big games, uh, week two versus the Chiefs, um, obviously – having Patrick Mahomes against Lamar Jackson going to get a lot of eyeballs to that screen. Um, and then week 13 at the Steelers, um, always just a really fun game when those two match up. Uh, love to watch those two teams compete. 
All right, yeah, that leads me into my second place team because I had the Ravens going 12 and 5. So actually one game better than you have them, but I just have the Browns um, at, at the top of the AFC this year. Uh, that's good enough for the five seed in the in the AFC, and I had them going 3 and 3 in the division. So potential there to get to get even a better record uh, if they can pick up some of those divisional grades. So sort of how I look at this Ravens team as one step behind the Browns roster in almost every aspect um, where the the running game, sure, it's great, but I think Chubb and Hunt are just a little bit better. Uh, the passing game clearly goes to the Browns. Uh, the one thing that I will say, I will give the, the edge to Lamar over Baker. I just think he's a very more dynamic player. Um, but Lamar's going to need to He's going to need to start throwing the ball a little more. You mentioned how they were 32nd in the in the NFL um, in in the air last year, and it does seem like this team was always investing in in wide receivers, bringing in Rashad Bateman this year, like you mentioned, to pair with Brown and uh, Duvernay out of Texas. Shout out him. Um, it's time for it to start seeing results. Spending all this high capital in wide receivers kind of reminds me of the Eagles, honestly. And if if it doesn't start to happen, is it? At some point, you got to think, is it the wide receivers, is it the coaching, or is it the quarterback? Because, like, maybe these guys are actually, like, talented wide receivers, and it's just the scheme doesn't fit them or something like that. Um, You mentioned how the offensive line is going to hopefully be better getting Brownlee Stanley back this year. That was sort of their Achilles heel last year. I have a source um, very close to the Ravens team, and he does say that, this offensive line will be much better, and this offense will be a lot better than it was last year. Uh, bringing in Sammy Watkins to pair with Rashad Bateman and Brown and Duvernay. Um, so, yeah, I, that's really all I wanted to touch on. This is going to be a good offense, don't get me wrong, but uh, I think the Browns has the potential to be even more lethal. And the defense grade, I also I also gave them a B+. Um, I, looking at that defensive line, that's just really made me a little less confident in this team than if they were to have one of those stud pass rushers. Um, now, keep in mind, they have been rumored pretty heavily, uh, pretty heavily around Justin Houston. Uh, he hasn't been signed yet. I know they were talking about how they were going to sign him before the draft. That never happened. Then they said we're going to sign him after the draft. Still hasn't happened. If they were to sign him, that may make me feel a little bit more confident in this defense, but... I mean, they lost some big names. Yannick Ngake, Judon. They're really thin up there. I, I don't know how much you can really rely on Calais Campbell to keep getting it done. But um, as thin as they are on the defensive line, the secondary, like you mentioned, they're just elite. One of the best cornerback uh, duos in the league, obviously. So they're still good enough for a B plus. but I would really like to see some uh, solidifying of the defensive line before the season starts. Coach grade, I gave John Harbaugh an A. Uh, to me, he's a very good NFL co- head coach. I kind of soured on him a few years ago, but he's he sort of saved his career um, over the past few years. But now, like you said, it's time for him to take the next step. Um, he's clearly shown he can he can get to the playoffs. He, he can win 10-plus games in this league. But I know he's won a Super Bowl in the past, but this team is loaded with talent. Let's see if he can take the next step this year. Uh, my breakout player, I have J.K. Dobbins. So he had to split a lot of time in the backfield last year with uh, 
Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram, obviously. Ingram, not as much, but he's out of the picture completely now. If they don't bring in Todd Gurley, I could see J.K. Dobbins sort of exploding into a, a bell cow type running back um, coming out of Ohio State in his second year. And my two big games, I have Week 13 against Pittsburgh because, like you mentioned, outside of any Eagles games, Ravens, Steelers, or back when the Bengals were good, Bengals, Steelers, maybe my favorite game to watch all year, especially when it's like cold and they're just hitting each other hard. I love that. And then uh, Week 17 hosting the Rams because I'll get into that um, when we talk about the NFC. I had the Rams being a very good team this year, so. Week 17, that could be some, uh, that could have some playoff implications. Yeah, definitely. Um, just kind of piggybacking off what you were saying on the Ravens. Uh, I think the running game is only going to be able to take, take you so far at the end of the day that, like you were saying, those wide receivers uh, and the passing game need to step up. Um, obviously, they're, they're going to rely on the running game to get them where they need to go, but in critical downs, they're going to need to be able to step up and throw the ball. Um, before we go any further, though, I just wanted to kind of uh, – I wanted to do this last episode, but I forgot about it. I have the VegasInsiders.com, um, their predictions on the over-under win totals for the teams this year. So last week, uh, if you weren't able to tune into our AFC East preview, uh, we had the same same record for all our teams, um, and they have the – VegasInsiders.com has – the Buffalo Bills uh, over under at 10 and a half. Uh, we had them winning 13 games. Uh, they had the Dolphins. At, let's find the Dolphins. They had the Dolphins at nine wins. Uh, we both had them at 10. Um, the Patriots, we had them at nine wins. Let's see if we can find them. The, they have VegasInsider.com has them at nine as well. And then we had the Jets winning five games. Um, and this website has them winning six and a half. So we were pushing or over for most of them, um, except the Jets. We had the under. Uh, and then when we look to the – we won't spoil the rest of our predictions, but so far you had the Browns at 14 wins. VegasInsider.com only has their over under at nine and a half. Love that. Yeah. And I will be talking about the Browns next. Um, and I had the Browns going 10 and seven. Um, I had the the Ravens going 11-6, and you had them winning 12 games. Uh, they're actually the third projected highest win total in the league this year um, with their over-under at 11 the Steelers? Wins. Wow. No, no the, the Ravens. The, uh, the Ravens. Yeah, so they're at 11 wins. I had them winning 11 games, and you had them winning 12 games. So, um, But I have the Browns at 10-7, and seven, uh, so that's right over that 9.5 marker. Uh, so I'm kind of right there, I guess, with Vegas thinking uh, where they're going to be at this year. Um, but 10-7, and 3-3 three and three in the division, that gets them the sixth seed. Uh, as I talked a little bit about with you earlier, I really like their roster. I think their roster is really well built. And you might be thinking, why don't I only have them at 10-7? Um, I got their offense at an A-, and I think you can argue that this is the most well-rounded offense uh, and balanced offense in the league. Um, but even after the season that Baker Mayfield had, I still think he holds them back for from kind of reaching their full potential. Uh, I'm not going to compare him exactly to this guy, but kind of like I think how you saw with Jared Goff with the Rams. Like, he's good. He's going to be able to get you uh, into the playoffs, maybe win a few playoff games. 
But at the end of the day, I don't know if this is the guy that can that can hold you uh, hold up that Super Bowl trophy at the end of the day in Baker Mayfield. I could see the Browns having another successful season, making the playoffs. Um, Mayfield kind of muttering in the water around like the top like ten to fifteen quarterbacks, uh, and Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski maybe saying, "All right, let's go get our guy who's going to be able to push us over the top." You know, maybe if a guy like Deshaun Watson doesn't wind up getting traded this year. Uh, that could be an attractive mm-hmm. spot for him in the future or something. Uh, that just that name just kind of popped in my head. Maybe even like a Russell Wilson. You heard that he might want out of out of Seattle um, with a lot of draft capital over the next few years because they haven't really made any of these big trades yet. They could be a team in the market to do that in the future. I think. Uh, but just talking about the present, their offense great. I'm giving them an A minus. Uh, just really well balanced. Uh, great offensive line. Best running back too on the league. I think in, in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Odell's back. Let's see what, what he brings to the table coming off that knee injury. Um, but you add him back to the pass catching core that already has Jarvis, uh, Austin Hooper, uh, and an emerging Richard Higgins, who you talked about earlier, definitely impressed me as well last year, uh, and some other young guys. Uh, defense grade, I'm going to give him a B plus. No real holes on their defense, except maybe at linebacker, but they have a rookie from Notre Dame, Jeremiah Wusu koromoa one of my favorite guys in the draft, who I think uh, can really help that group if they're going to let him play in that in the middle of the field. Uh, he should be a starter for day one from them, I think. Uh, a really great pass rusher in Miles Garrett. Uh, pretty solid a- across the defensive line. Uh, they were able to add Jadavion Clowney, uh, who's not very good at rushing the passer anymore, uh, but still is pretty disruptive in the run game. Uh, really like their secondary uh, young guys, as you were talking about, uh, Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom at corner. Uh, Delpit back. He was my breakout player for them last year, but obviously didn't get to play after turning their Achilles. Uh, I like him. I think he's going to have a pretty big role in their defense. Uh, Troy Hill was a big pickup, as well as John Johnson, both from the Rams. Um, I like this defense to be one of the top five defenses in the league on turnovers. But I'm only putting them at a B-plus because outside of Miles Garrett, um, I don't know how consistent the rest of those guys are going to be able to rush in the passer in the long haul. And if Garrett is forced to miss a few games due to injury uh, or, or teams are just trying to their best to take him out of the game, which they will be every week, uh, but if teams are able to limit him, I don't know how consistent the rest of that pass rush is going to be, uh, and that worries me a little bit. Coach Gray, I'm going to give him a B plus. Uh, I like what Stefanski did last year. Uh, even though the Browns won that playoff game, he wasn't on the sideline because he was uh, out with COVID, but still got the Browns to the playoffs. Uh, won a game, uh, and we're on the brink of potentially beating the Chiefs there as well. Um, but a really good first year. Uh, let's see if he can make another year, uh, another leap in year two. Uh, my breakout player was a guy I just touched on, Jeremiah Wusu koromoa linebacker out of Notre Dame. Uh, just watching him leading up to the draft, uh, I loved his speed and aggression. I think if used right, he's going to be a high-volume tackle guy uh, who really owns the middle of the field and can drop back and cover as well. On two big games, week one at the Chiefs, uh, a rematch of that divisional round game from last year. That should be an exciting matchup. Uh, in week 14 versus the Ravens off the bye. Um, I think these two teams are going to be competing for the AFC North title all year, uh, and that'll be a big game. Uh, coming off the bye at home, uh, they're going to need to win that one. So, Bakers, what's holding you from making the the Browns the one seed in the AFC North? Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's a good quarterback, probably top 10 to 12-ish, but I just don't think he's going to be able to get them over the top. That, that's just how, how I look at him. Uh, it's just He has to really come out and impress me this year because 
that team uh, around him, I think, is so well built. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of on his shoulders this year to get them over the top, I think. You went with the the Goff comparison. I thought for a second we may hear a, a Bortles comparison. I, I was going to – that was nah, that would def- be a – Definitely like him more than Bortles. Uh, I think the big thing with him last year was he really cleaned up his turnovers. Uh, in 2019, he threw 22 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. Last year, he limited it to only eight interceptions uh, and increased his touchdowns to 26, but still not very accurate. And I think that was the big thing coming out of college about him was they really raved about his accuracy. accuracy yeah. yeah, and he only has completed 61.9% of his passes in the NFL so far. So we need to see him a, a little bit more accurate. Um, I, I think the Browns are going to have a good year, as I said, get back to the playoffs. Um, but I'm just kind of worried that with all this town around him, uh, he might not be able to f- fully get over the top with this team. All right. People forget I saw Baker Mayfield plant the flag at, at the Ohio State midfield line. I was at that game. That's a, he's a my guy for life. But um, I'll move on to my third third uh, place team. This is where things start getting a little crazy. Ryan, we do our research before we project a season, obviously. But then preparing for the podcast where we break down each division, we really dive into each team a little more. Um, when I did my research originally and projected uh, my rankings. I had the Cincinnati Bengals finishing nine and eight, going three and three in the division, uh, finishing third place in the division. Uh, Not good enough for a playoff spot, unfortunately, just missed out on that. Um, And then I sort of started researching, digging a little deeper for this podcast. Made me uh, a little bit hesitant of my prediction, but I'm going to stick with it. Uh, offense grade, primarily why I'm giving them this grade, uh, this overall of a 9-8, and eight, I think that they have a, a real potential to put up a lot of points in some games this year. Um, they got Vegas, Vegas Insiders got them at 6.5. Fourth or fifth worst in the league. All right. Well, they got to be wrong about one team every year. Um, and this year it might be the Bengals. For whatever reason, I just like the Bengals to be my surprise team when I'm filling out the, the schedule. I have a couple other surprise teams, but this may be my most ridiculous one. Um, I think Burrow will be ready to start the year. They may be a little slow to bring him back, but I don't think he'll miss too many games, if any. He went 2-7-1 last year. but I was surprised when I looked that up because I remember them being in so many games. Like I remember the Bengals... It seemed like every week they were on the verge of winning, and they just couldn't get it done. I think Burrow could have easily gone 500 last year. Um, and I think in a quarterback taking going into a second year, those close games may start to turn into more wins. Uh, I think they have a, a ton of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. I wasn't a huge fan of drafting Jamar Chase uh, because, yes, he's great, but... You already have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, like Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. We saw what happened to Burrow last year every game. It seemed like he was just running for his life. They passed up on Sewell in the draft to take Chase. And obviously, look, this Bengals offensive line is terrible. It's not good at all. Um, That's the thing that will hold them back. Uh, Hopefully they, they address that a little bit more in the draft next year. Maybe you get their left tackle of the future or some sort of offensive line help. Because other than that, this offense looks pretty good to me. 
Uh, my defense grade, I gave him a C minus. The Bengals had the the 32nd ranked adjusted sack rate last year, and overall just a, a bottom third defense. And they do not have a lot of big names on on the defense. Although I will say Jesse Bates is a, a legi- legitimate All Pro safety in my opinion. Other than that, Trey Wayne's a solid corner. They just don't have. I talked about the Ravens not having anything up front. This Bengals team has even less up front. Um, mm-hmm. And the defense is not very good. But I think the Bengals will play in some exciting games this year, and and I'm excited to to watch them. Coach grade, uh, we all know how I feel about Zach Taylor. I'm a known Zach Taylor hater. He's just as cookie cutter of an NFL head coach as it gets. Or not even a head coach. Just, just He just looks like he should have. He's, he looks like there should be 10 of them out there on the sideline at the same time. Just no defining characteristics. Um, but yet, I have him winning nine games this year. So <laughs> my breakout player, I have T. Higgins. I picked him as my breakout player last year. He kind of was, but I think this year he could develop into a legitimate number one wide receiver in the NFL. Um, not number one overall, just like number one option for a team. I like the chemistry I saw between him and Burrow last year. He's just one of those guys where I think he has all the tools to be such a good wide receiver. And I'll just never really get how guys like Brandon Ayuk and Jalen Rager went ahead of him in the draft. I remember leading up to that draft, thinking he was one of the best two or three wide receivers in the class. And just for some reason, uh, people wanted to hate on him because like he didn't look as good his senior year on tape at Clemson as he did his junior year. So I don't know. Or his junior year as a sophomore year, whatever it was. And my two big games for the Bengals, I have week one versus the Vikings. I think the Vikings will not be a very good team this year. Um, and if they want, if want to have any hope in fulfilling my my Bengals nine and eight um, record prediction. That's that's a game they're going to need to get off to a good start of the season with. And then I have Week 13 versus the Chargers because obviously that'll be Joe Burrow versus Justin Herbert. Um, much to the same reasons as me taking um, the Trevor Lawrence um, versus. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson game last week. I'm taking this game this week because Twitter will be, will be fun after this game if, mm. if um, the Chargers win and everyone's calling Burrow a bust and how Herbert's better. All right. My third place team is definitely not the Bengals. It's the Steelers. Um, I got them going 8-9, and nine, though, another 3-3 three and three in the division. I got all these teams going 3-3 three and three in the division. I think it's going to be, uh, as usual, pretty, pretty well-balanced. AFC North. Slugfest. Teams always battle it out against each other. But Steelers going 8-9, and 3-3 three and three in the division. Uh, that's going to keep them out of the playoffs, though. Uh, and with as talented as a roster as they have, uh, that would be very disappointing. Uh, probably the last year of Big Ben here. But I got the offense as a B. How, just how good is Big Ben anymore? That's the big, mm-hmm. the big question outlining this team. Um, I think the Steelers are, are kind of wasting a really good young receiver group uh, who they all have under contract um, with, with Big Ben at quarterback. I think they should have been aggressive in trying to get one of these young guys in the draft. Um, you saw the the Bears be really aggressive and trade up for Justin Fields. I think the Steelers would have been uh, kind of the perfect team to, to do that as well. Because he's a type of guy who can come in and play right away with all these young guys and grow with them. 
I thought that would have been a good scenario for them, but uh, not a very good offensive line either. Uh, one of the best linemen in franchise history, and Pouncey retired as well. Uh, so he's gone. Uh, you still have David DeCastro on the line, a good old reliable guard. Uh, they lost Alejandro Villanueva as well. Uh, so this offensive line used to be one of the best in the league. Uh, now is down towards the bottom, I think. Um, they get Najee Harris in the first round of the draft, the running back out of Alabama. Uh, that should help this offense a ton, I think. But like I said, with, with the poor line, who knows how good he can actually be with that. Um, but very good trio at receiver with Juju coming back. Uh, Clay Poole had a really good rookie year, and Deontay Johnson. Uh, and I really like the second-round pick of Pat Fryermuth at, at tight end. I think he's going to be a, a big asset to that team. Uh, the Definitely the, the better unit on this team, in my opinion. Uh, the defense giving them an A- minus here. Uh, an elite unit with players at all three levels. Uh, one of the best pass rushers in the league uh, in T.J. Watt. Was he the defensive player of the year last year? I think he was, right? Yeah, I believe I believe he was. I think I'm I'm pretty sure he led the league with sacks. I think he had like 19 and a half last year. Um, but Devin Bush, one of the better linebackers in the league, had a really good rookie year, uh, and then tore his ACL, I believe, in like week five last year. Should be back, uh, but when he's on the field, uh, one of the better sideline to sideline linebackers in the in the NFL. Uh, he proved that early in his career. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, a big time playmaker on the back end, um, and you got Joe Hayden at one corner, but the other corner. Uh, is a bit of a question. That's why I didn't give this team, this unit, an A, uh, an A minus. Instead, that cornerback spot opposite Joe Hayden uh, and in the nickel kind of worries me a little bit. Um, but you have Stefan Tuit, Tyson Aluwalu, uh, and Cam Hayward. That's still a really solid group up front that's going to be able to get it done in the run game and the pass game. Uh, this this is the side of the ball that's really going to carry the team, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, coach grade, I give him an A minus. Um, kind of like I was saying with Harbaugh, uh, one of the better coaches in the league, but the team has been underperforming in the playoffs. Um, I, I think that that's really um, doesn't get talked about enough how good like the Big Ben, you know, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown trio kind of was. Um, did do you know when the last time the Steelers went to the AFC title game was? The AFC title game didn't they make it against the Patriots a couple years ago when when they had all those guys? I don't believe so. If they did, then then my stat is the last time they won an AFC title game. But I have it as the last time they've been to an AFC title game was 2011. Unless they unless they did go to the against the Patriots and lost that game, but um, I think that they're really under underwhelming in the playoffs under Tomlin recently. Um, and then my breakout player is tight end Pat Fryermuth. I think he steps in from day one. Uh, and as a productive starter, um, you know, they had Heath Miller for all those years. Um, these past couple of years, they've had pretty solid tight end play as well. Um, I think Farmer is going to step in and be a good starter uh, and be a good factor in the red zone. Um, and then two big games, week one at the Bills. Uh, I think that's kind of a prove-it game. Come out uh, against one of the premier teams in the NFL uh, and see what you got. Um, and then week 13 versus the Ravens, uh, as I was talking about with the Ravens earlier, just – I think the best rivalry in the NFL right there. Okay. Yeah, just some some stat checking. The, the the last time they won was in 2011. They did make it in 2016 against the Patriots. Um, so I guess that was the Super Bowl that the Patriots beat the Falcons in. Okay. Uh, and Were then also... Any, any other time? 2016, and then not, poor, not before 2011. Okay. 
And then also defensive player of the year last year was Aaron Donald for the third time. So I guess okay. it was just sort of a, a Rudy Gobert, Ben Simmons type thing again where they decided to just give it to Aaron Donald again. Who cares? But, Ryan, what's the Vegas over-under for the Steelers' win total this year? Um, one second. They have them at eight and a half. So, I'm I, right there with the, with the under. I got eight. I love the under this year. I have, I, as the listeners know, I have the Steelers finishing last because it's the only team I have a match on. I have them going six and 11. Um, I think I'm two and four in the division. I did not write that down. But I think this year is the year that you, you really start to see the the Steelers and the Ben Roethlisberger era come to a, a crashing end. Um, and I know that's, that's sort of a, a very hot take because the last time the Steelers had a losing record for a season, I, I was four years old. Um, that's right. It's all the way back in 2003 since they had a losing record. And this is coming off a 12-4 and season, but we all saw what happened at the end of last year. I mean, they got downright embarrassed against Cleveland in, the, Cleveland in that playoff game, and they, they limped in the, into the playoffs to begin with. And I was doing a little, a little uh, schedule, strength of schedule looking at, looking before this started. Guess who has the number one hardest-ranked schedule in the NFL this year? It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. So... Obviously not that uh, 10-0 start that they got off to last year. That's not who they're going to be playing this year. They played 10 games this year against teams that were in the playoffs last year. And obviously not everyone makes the playoffs. uh, Who made the playoffs last year is going to make it this year. But it's safe to say that out of those 10 games, a lot of them are going to be against playoff teams. So it's going to be a really, really hard season for them. A real grueling season. And like you mentioned, Ryan, that offensive line is just really another year older. Losing Villanueva um, used to be really good, not so great anymore. Sort of like their their quarterback. I don't mean to hate on Ben Roethlisberger anymore because he's definitely been one of the best quarterbacks of my lifetime. But he just he doesn't really look like he has it anymore. And putting him behind... An aging offensive line, I don't see that really ending well. Um, and you mentioned how you really like their group of wide receivers. I, I agree that they're good. Um, I'm j- I just don't really love them. I don't think they have any star wide receivers, but it's a good group. I was surprised they kept Juju this offseason, honestly. I thought they might try to let him uh, walk. But, yeah, overall, I just don't really have great feelings about the Steelers this year. Uh, defense grade, I gave them a B minus. I probably should have gone a little higher, honestly. I'll give them a B to be honest. Um, not, they're not a terrible unit by any standards. Obviously, they have the guys up front who put up big numbers. T.J. Wild, like you mentioned, Stephon Tuitt, Cameron Hayward coming off an all a Pro Bowl season. Uh, on the back end, they're great. Minka Fitzpatrick, he he's a guy who he's had so many interceptions over the past few years. I don't know how that can be sustainable. But maybe at some point you just got to say he's a great player and he'll just keep intercepting balls. But, um, yeah, like I said, Ryan, this defense isn't bad by any means. But in order to continue their success and make the playoffs, they're going to really have to carry this offense, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And my coach, my coach grade, I gave Tomlin a B plus. He's 
look, I'm not going to say anything bad about Mike Tomlin. He's one of the most respected coaches in the league. Anytime you don't have a losing record since 2003, you have to have a good coach. I don't know how big of an X's and O's guy he is. I know that's that was a popular thing to be saying a couple of years ago, but I think it is true. But um, there's something to say for the way he always has his team ready to play. My breakout player, it's an obvious choice. It's Najee Harris. I don't see how it can't be him. This team has needed a bell cow running back ever since Le'Veon Bell left. Uh, maybe some thought James Conner could be that guy. He's, he's clearly not. And uh, Harris is just, he, he's a beast. I mean, those, those Alabama running backs seem like they always always sort of pan out, uh, except Trent Richardson. But <laughs> my two big games, I have week one versus the Bills um, because um, obviously the Bills are one of the better teams in the league this year. And they if they can come out and show like, hey, we, we, we're not done yet and put up a fight against the Bills, maybe I was wrong against this team. And then I have week eight at Cleveland um, because that's the first time that they've met up since the um, – embarrassment in the playoffs last year and I'm sure the Steelers will come out ready to play for that one all right uh we'll get to my last team um obviously that'll be the Bengals for me have not talked about them yet um I got them going four and 13 and three and three in the division so um, my Bengals yeah pretty polar opposite from what you have Nine and eight, you have them. What do you know? What seed in the AFC that would get them? Um, I can look it up right now. They're not in the playoffs, but I'll look up what their seed is. Yeah, they're probably one of the first two or three teams out, I'd say. But uh, I'll get into my take on them. Uh, Offense grade, I'm going to give them a B. Uh, A very, very enticing pass catching option. So uh, after drafting Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins, I thought both really had good seasons last year. Higgins was a guy I actually traded for. Uh, in a dynasty league, so uh, when they when they drafted Chase, I was kind of mad that that kind of affects that pick. But he had uh, some really impressive games, uh, even down the stretch with only having I believe like Brandon Allen playing quarterback for them. So uh, is that the? Do you think that's the best pass catching trio in the AFC, Kevin? Oh, let me think off the top of my head. Out of the two divisions we've done so far, I'd say yes. Um, AFC West. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be up there. Yeah, it's, I mean, if it's not the best, it's got to be. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen Chase yet, but kind of just projecting off what we know about him. Um, but uh, that offensive line still, still a very big question mark. Not very good, uh, and that worries me, especially with Barrow coming back from from knee injury. Uh, will he be the same player? Uh, that's that's a major question coming out, out of Cincinnati. I think this year. Um, don't want to really talk about this guy that much, but we kind of saw Carson Wentz regress a little bit each year, uh, and then this year really, really stunk it up um, after his yeah, ACL time. injury back in 2017. So um, I, I know a lot of players come back even better from any injuries these days, but that's a that's a case that uh, an example of a guy not really coming back the same after the injury. So uh, I'm worried that Burrow could potentially – uh, follow that in those footsteps with the lack of protection uh, impacting his play up front. So, uh, And then Joe Mixon is, is a good player, uh, but I think he's one of the more overrated guys. But at the same time, uh, never really has played behind a good offensive line that is able to showcase his full ability. So um, if they can run the ball uh, and protect Burrow efficiently up front, 
uh, this could be a group that surprises. I think they, they have the potential to put up points uh, if the offensive line can hold up. Uh, defense grade, I gave them a C. Uh, this side of the ball really scares me looking at their depth chart. Um, they went out and, and they signed Trey Hedrickson from the Saints. Uh, he's going to really help the pass rush. I had double-digit sacks last year. Uh, but they lack a lot of big names. Uh, so they're banging on a, a lot of young guys. I mean, I'm pretty – I like to think I'm pretty well know. Uh, I know pretty well all the rosters in the league, and, and this defensive side of the ball for the Bengals uh, does not have many names on it. So um, young and inexperienced group. Uh, they're going to force the offense to play uh, into some shootouts, which I think they might be suited for. Uh, but that's not a winning formula uh, week in, week out. Uh, I like Von Bell and Jesse Bates' safety. As you were saying, Von Bell comes over from New Orleans. Um, the corners in Trey Wayne, uh, Chudoba, Wuzier, Mike Hilton, all serviceable players, but uh, not long-term guys, I think, for them there. Uh, Coach Gray, I'm going to give Zach Taylor a C. Uh, 6-25 and one record in his two years in the league so far. Uh, first year was kind of like a tank year. I feel like they were just kind of you know, getting ready to, to make that eventual pick of a quarterback, whether it was going to be Burrow or Tua or Herbert. I think they went into the year knowing that it was the last year of Andy Dalton, and it was time to move on. Burrow got hurt midway through last season, so I don't really know how, how much you can evaluate him off that, uh, Taylor off that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this year is kind of kind of do or die for him. Uh, if they go four and three like I'm predicted, uh, I think he'll definitely be fired. Uh, but if they're around 500 or kind of where you have them at nine and eight, uh, and we see improvements, I, I think he'll make it to year four. My breakout player. Definitely going with Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU, their first-round pick at number five overall. That's a guy who already has two years of established chemistry with Joe Barrow. I can be able to slide in and be a game, uh, a game-breaking type player from from day one. Uh, two big games, Week Four versus the Jags, kind of like what you were saying uh, with Trevor Lawrence against Zach Wilson last week. Uh, I'm going that with Joe Barrow here against Trevor Lawrence, back-to-back number one picks, uh, and then Week Thirteen versus the Chargers. I, I thought that was a good game. Uh, you had that as well. Um, two quarter, probably the two best quarterbacks uh, from that draft class last year, at least for for last season. Um, we'll see those two go off head to head. I believe for the first time in their career. So Herbert certainly, I, I think, looks like the best quarterback out of that group last from last year. Um, obviously, Burrow played only half the season, but uh, that's another game where did the did the Bengals, as you're saying, Twitter will be fun. Did the Bengals make the right choice selecting? Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert. Uh, we'll definitely be kind of reading stuff about that after that game. I'm sure first take will do a 45-minute <laughs> long segment on that. Yeah. But, but Ryan. Do it for, okay. Yeah, what, what's up? One, one, one last thing I wanted to say. But um, you mentioned the, the, the number one wide receiver trio in the AFC. The only other team that came to my mind was the Titans, obviously, after getting Julio Jones. But can you name the third wide receiver on the Titans depth chart behind A.J. Brown and Julio Jones? Well, it's interesting you say that because I was listening to something the other day and they and they were saying Julio and A.J. Brown, but kind of what after that? And off the top of my head, I couldn't. I knew they had Humphreys. Humphreys is I knew gone. they had Humphreys last year, but yeah, I think he's with like the Patriots now maybe. But... Can, can I get a hint? Oh, wait. I think it's Josh Reynolds, right? It is It is the great Josh Reynolds. Yeah. I forget where I heard it, but I heard that. Heard, I was listening to something the other day. And I kind of like him, but I think he's a, a good, like, number three receiver there. Yeah, did you watch him a lot at uh, College Station? No, but I, I 
he was a guy who obviously playing with the Rams uh, and their kind of pass happy mm-hmm. offense at times. He was a guy who who could when gotten an opportunity, he he produced sometimes. I remember actually putting a bet on him last year as first touchdown scorer on like a Monday night football game and with like crazy odds and it hit. So it hit. Yeah, it was it was Monday night football. I put I took like three dudes and and he had like the lowest odds by far, uh, and he scored. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. He had two touchdowns all last year, so that was one of them. <laughs> yeah. But all right, that'll do it for our AFC North show. Um, next, hopefully we can uh, try and get out here next week and do something for uh, the AFC South. Uh, that'll be a really exciting division. I'm sure we probably both have uh, the the Colts and Titans at the top. Uh, oh, sure we do. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again for coming on, Kevin, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you guys soon.